welcome to the Charles Van Horn Show. Today I will be focusing entirely on a hot buzzword, one that excites minorities and aggravates those in the majority. I want to focus this evening on the buzzword race. A big shout out to all of those who follow me and listen to me on your media platforms. I want to once again Give that big shout out to those who follow my podcast on uh, whatever social media platform that you subscribe to. Today I want to focus uh, this podcast on the black farmers here in America. I was reading an article from the AP that was written by Roxana Hedgeman and Alan Breed. Was dated August the 31st, 2021. Did you know that in the 1920s there were a million black farmers who had amassed more than 41 million acres of land? That is astonishing. One million black farmers working on 41 million acres of land. Let that just sink into your subconscious and your conscious million black farmers. Today that number is about 49,000 black farmers who work on a measly 4.7 million acres of land. That is an overwhelmingly 90% loss. And you may wonder how did this happen? Well, let me be Uh, the one who brings up the racist trope. It happened because of racist policies by the government along with the terror of the Ku Klux Klan and other terror, terror organizations of the time. So, black farmers as well as their families were fighting for their lives as well as trying to fight against an oppressive government. So, you see how your, your back is up against the wall as you're trying to fight against an oppressive regime as well as against those who are trying to kill you and your families. So, in the 20th century, land values rose by a factor of 52, which was a wealth-building oasis for white farmers, but not so for black farmers. You want to know why? Because black farmers were denied access to the loans and the grants given to their white counterparts. So, like all of the horror stories in America, when it comes to the black experience, we had to fight and file lawsuits and march in the streets and scream uh, for uh, assistance from the government, which sometimes were denied and thrown out of court. And during the process, our ancestors lost their land and some of them even ended up having to work their own land for the wealthy white landowners who had taken the land when it became too expensive for the black people to continue operating it. But let me go back just a little further. There was, uh, in the 1800s, there was a federal homestead act. And you had a lot of blacks and whites which benefited from the program. That gave them access to live on the land, uh, toil the land, build on the land, 
and reap the, the rewards. But like so many injustices in America, everything that was gained in the black experience was lost because of racism. Now I gave you a brief overview of black farmers and their ownership in America. But if you really want to dive in deeper, then you would actually need to start reading a lot of these articles about the black farmers here in America. And if you really want to just get a, a, a real quick synopsis, you could read the, the article from the AP that I was referring to earlier that's dated 831-2021, Black U.S. Farmers Awaiting Billions in Promised Debt Relief. Back in 2010, President Obama signed H.R. 4783, H.R. 4783, the Claims Resolution Act of 2010. That act, among other things, it's provided funding and statutory authorities for the settlement agreements reached in the Cobell lawsuit brought by Native Americans, uh, the Pigford II lawsuit brought by the African American farmers, and four separate water rights suits brought by Native American tribes. Now, let me refer to the AP report that I have been mentioning throughout this podcast. This is a statement from John Boyd, who was a black Virginia farmer and still is a black Virginia farmer. He recounts how, unlike uh, his white counterparts, black farmers who fell behind on a payment would see their loans immediately accelerated. There were no negotiations. They would be given just 30 days to pay the full amount, or they were pressured to sign their deed over to the USDA under a program which purportedly would allow them to lease and later buy back their land when their financial situation improved. But we already know when the government gets involved, that typically isn't how it works. It didn't happen because the USDA's local county committees comprised mostly of white local farmers will be given first option on such leases. Boyd says that's how he lost his 46-acre tobacco farm in 96. It ended up in the hands of a white farmer who was a member of the committee. These kinds of practices prompted U.S. District Judge Paul Friedman to approve the landmark settlement of Pigford v. Glickman lawsuit which was filed by the black farmers in 1999. The settlement provided about 1 billion to 15,000 farmers who said that the USDA unfairly turned them down for loans because of their race between 81 and, 80, and 1996. A second round of 1.25 billion stemming from that lawsuit was approved by the court in 2011 for people who were not earlier payments because they missed filing the deadline. Congress, in March of this year, approved a $4 billion debt relief program for 16,000 farmers of color as part of the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 stimulus package. Now, that payment has actually been uh, stopped because of a lawsuit uh, that was filed by uh, a white farmer uh, named Sid Miller, and he was representing uh, several other uh, states as well who filed or who agreed with him and said that the USDA no longer discriminates against farmers of color and called the loan forgiveness a backhanded way of offering reparations. So I wanted to read from the AP so that we could actually 
understand that racism, it never really goes away if you think about it. I think it will be a continual fight for as long as we live and as long as this country exists. Because for some reason, it appears that there is one race of people who feel that they are superior to others and they always look to create obstacles for others. And so I think this fight is a fight to the death. It will always be a fight to the death. It will be a fight for survival. It will be a fight to to equal the, the playing field. It will be something that we will have to encounter for as long as we live, our children live, and our children's children exist. It's sad, but I oftentimes look at this as having to fight with one hand tied behind your back. As soon as you think you're, 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 you're gaining, you end up either having your legs cut out from under you or you, you end up having your hands tied behind your back. So not only are we fighting for civil rights, equal rights, we're also fighting to, to just, you know, have our place in this world, our place in this, this land that we call the greatest country on earth, the United States. If, 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 if we haven't had to fight against our own government, we've had to fight against those who believe that they were privileged, those who believe that this was their country, uh, this was their land, and that this was theirs, their heir, uh, that others didn't really play a part in the creation of this country. It's sad that they think this way, but I know for a fact that my ancestors uh, bled and died to have that right to say that we are Americans as well. So I, I wanted to focus tonight entirely on the black farmers and the lawsuit uh, that uh, created uh, this opportunity for them to try to at least uh, recoup and claims some of which have been lost to them but as you as you just heard in my statement this last uh, you know awarded amount from Congress has now been held up in court and it may be held up for years because there is always someone who, who looks and believes that black people are getting over that they're getting something for nothing. When in fact, we're really just getting everything that has been owed to us. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Thank you for allowing me to share this brief but important podcast on race in America. I'm not covering anything about religion tonight. I'm not covering anything about politics, really. It's just about race tonight and how we as a society must be able, we must be able to get past this original sin of racism. If we're to move forward, if we are to be uh, uh, that, that shining uh, city on top of the hill, we, we have to get past this original sin. So once again, thanks for tuning in to my podcast. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever social media platform that you subscribe to. Until then, 
Stay safe. Stay informed. <laughs>